Okay, this is PMP's Trekkie News, episode six. Um, we've got two more guests today, and we're going to talk about track cycling, specifically the Track Nations Cup that was held in Milton, uh, in Canada. And we're going to re- just talk a bit about the event and the racing. Um, so joining me today, I've got two super special guests, um, established sprint cyclist in the Wellington scene and nationally, I'd say. Um, they've all got UCI points and rankings, am I right? And medals and whatnot. So first up, we've got Bella Uval <laughs> and also Russell Pepperell. Uh, so uh, I guess I might be doing some of the enduro talking, and um, uh, but yeah, we'll also be talking about the, the sprint stuff too. Um, so Bella, what's the... Um, What's the highlight of your career been so far? Oh, oh there's just so many, you know. Um, <laughs> no. um, probably this season, actually, um, when I um, claimed the Flying 200 record at the Wellington track for the club, um, you know, if we forget about uh, Les Andrews, <coughs> then, yeah. <laughs> And I can claim it. Um, that's probably a highlight. Nice one. Yeah, fastest local lady on the track. Um, fastest normal person. Didn't we call it something like that? Fastest normal person? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Fastest above average person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Russell? What's your career highlight? My career highlight. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got to be the team sprint medals that nationals so there was the gold with max and lee evans at 2018 followed up by a pair of bronzes with chris watts mike thomas and super sub angus Clarkson in 2020 and 21 four national medals that's huge yeah three yeah three <laughs> three even <laughs> well, wait, one gold two bronzes yeah sorry three yeah cool um all right so we all of us watched, I think, most of the Milton World Cup. And I was kind of looking forward to it because I have to say I really enjoyed the first two Nations Cup that were in Jakarta and Cairo. And then for some reason, I kind of, I did get a bit bored halfway through Milton, I have to admit. I only watched the highlights of the third day. And to me, it all felt a bit flat. I don't know what you guys thought about it all. Let's start with you, Russell. What did you think? Um... I mean, the format's a bit tough because the it's best two rounds out of three, so everyone's got the incentive to turn up to two of them and not really care about the third one, I guess. So in scenarios like that, you get, I guess, the Milton World Cup where the Netherlands didn't turn up, GB sent B teams. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit difficult to get a spectacle. New Zealand, like New Zealand only sent three riders, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, what did you think, Bella? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to admit, I did only watch some of the highlights for the day three as well. But there was still some really quality riding, and it was kind of cool. Um, you know, even though some of those, a lot of riders were absent, um, it allowed some other people a bit more screen time that you wouldn't normally see riding and I did enjoy that. Um, 
yeah, yeah. I think I suppose it's pro- I'm probably being a bit unfair. There's definitely there's still like lots of class there, right? Kate Archibald, yeah, yeah, Tim GB, still, still um, quality riding, but um, yeah, just not. And I, in terms of just like the coverage and stuff, I think it was almost one of the the best out of the three. Like it was very easy to watch, but um, yeah, yeah, fair I enough. I guess, and having less New Zealand riders is also less of a pull. So I'm always nice about watching. That's um, true. NZ team. What did you guys think of the three New Zealanders and their performances? What did you think, Bella? Um, I'm struggling to recall them right well, now. Yeah, I'm I mean, being quite honest. I remember watching um, Michaela Drummond in that, on the um, but. Yeah, it was a bit. It looked like it looked pretty tough in there for her, to be honest. But um, yeah, it, it was definitely interesting. I, right? I, you wouldn't catch me in there. So. <laughs> she um, so her team has folded. I think she's in that ZAF team that's all kind of gone bankrupt or not paid their riders. So she's basically without a team right now. Um, so I don't know. That's probably not helping. Um, but she smoked them in what was it in Jakarta, wasn't it? She absolutely like ripped them all up, but. Um, she didn't look on her best, so it was a bit of a shame, really. And I think, and as well, I was like expecting Corbin Strong to dominate since he's been going so well on the road, but you know, it's just sort of top 10. And I think it said something like he'd crashed before the Omnium, so he wasn't on top form in that, but yeah, he's still wasn't. like you know, still pushed really hard and top 10, you know, it's, well, it's pretty solid. But we have seen him do better in the past, I guess, so you kind of, yeah. We expect more, expect don't we? We expect more, yeah. Um, and then the I did notice the Cycling New Zealand, like, uh, the press release said something about, oh, the team came back with valuable intel and the whole kind of spiel about about this. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> comms person having a tough day. Um, but, yeah. Spin um, doctor, get spin doctor on it. Yeah, but probably being a bit harsh. Um, yeah. Um. What about you, Russell? Any thoughts on um, on New Zealand? I mean, we had Callum Saunders doing the sprint events. Yeah, um, must have been tough for Corbin to crash in the. I think he crashed in the qualifier. Must be tough to crash in the qualifier and then have to pick yourself up, strap yourself, strap yourself up, and um, do four races against some of the best guys in the world. So. Yeah, hard work. Um, yeah, Saunders didn't make it out of the first round in the sprint. I think he got a tough draw, but you get tough draws when you're qualifying sort of 9-9 and the leaders are at 9-5. Mm. And then didn't make it out of the Kieran Ripercharge either. Again, tough field. Mm. Tough gig, right? Yeah. Um. Just on a couple of highlights and stuff, I really, um, uh, I don't know how much of the first day you watched, but with the team pursuits, um, and again, I think, I can't remember one of the other World Cups where this happened, but like, was it USA versus GB in the final, I think? And they both completely shredded the two teams. I think it was the US team just absolutely blitzed themselves. And... And it was just like this. I mean, it's a video I need to send to like Gary and his juniors because 
was that an amazing example of what not to do, you know, like, um, I can't remember who was the strongest rider, but she just kind of carried on and sort of eased up, but not enough for the third one to get back on. And it just got worse and worse. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're not, you just got, <laughs> you got to suck it up and swing up and wait or something. But they just kind of made it worse and worse. And then GB even shredded in the last three laps, but just about held on for the win. Um, kind of surprised to see that especially since it happened in the first one. But did you guys watch that one? Yeah, I do. And yeah, I remember, I was like, what is going on here? Um, they just kind of all, yeah, they just got really strung out and couldn't bring it back together. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then did you see the women's team sprint? Now, I didn't know Mexico was a force to be reckoned with, but... They had a really, really strong showing... Um, for the for the ladies, for all of Melton, I thought, um, yeah. They were up there in the sprints and the Kirins too, right? Yeah. Have you been following the Mexican sprint team? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Um, I can't remember her name. Um, it was a bit vicious to pronounce, so I wouldn't go there anyway. But um, yeah, really, really smart riding. I was, I was impressed. Uh, Russell, what about you? Any uh, highlights you want to um, pull out? Um, I wasn't. I actually always enjoy watching a good team pursuit. Um, I thought some of the team pursuits at Milton were pretty wild. Uh, the US blowing up again. That's not the first time they've done it in the World Cup season. Um, I enjoyed the French men's team pursuit in the at the bronze final mm-hmm. where one guy ejected out of the middle of the line and yet they somehow held it all together <laughs> but they've been they've been doing some wild stuff this year um running sprinters in their tp points in the mm-hmm. fog and then they've been doing sort of long turns people ejecting early it's, there's interesting stuff going on there mm-hmm. lots of interesting stuff and Britain, GB coming coming together. They start to come together approaching Olympic year, don't they? They were looking quite good, I thought. Yeah, I think they've been sending sort of half of their A team to mm. all the races. And they sort of just sub a few people in, but they seem to go quick. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how they go once they get, the, I guess, the full crew together and they're flying at Worlds. Mm. Yeah, it's not that far away, really, is it, the Worlds? In August, right? Mm. Um, what else for you, Bella? What else stood out? Um, uh, Katie Archbold absolutely dominating in the women's omnium. She just kept going. That was insane, <laughs> wasn't it? That was, just, it that was so one-sided. It was in- incredible. Yeah, um, so that yeah, no, that was pretty epic to watch. And I remember one of the, the commentators was like, I can't tell if she's smiling or grimacing. Yeah. But it was true. But I thought she was smiling because she was just like, yeah. <laughs> um, and also there was one um, race in the women's individual sprint. And it might have even been the... Um, and it was Nikki de Grandela versus, and I'm pretty sure it was 
this is the Mexican rider. Mm. And there was a, a bit I had to watch like four times to figure out what had happened because she moved so quickly um, while um, Nikki wasn't looking, just slipped into the sprinter's lane and was mm. gone. Um, so I also very much enjoyed that. Um, I did enjoy... Uh, and I didn't, I again, didn't note down the name, but in the elimination race, the women's elimination race, this the Norwegian who won it just rode it brilliantly from the back. Like she was second to last, third last, pretty much every lap. It was just unbelievable. And I know, she just escaped elimination every time and won it brilliantly. And then it looked like when she got to the Omnium, she's going to do the same thing again and out first lap. <laughs> Oh, gutted. Didn't work two times in a row, but never mind. Well, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, the Kieran's were pretty cool. Uh, it was good to see Nicholas Paul back. Controversial disqualification in the women's Kieran final. Did you spot that, Russell? Was uh, it the Canadian rider? Yeah, it was. Oh, yes. I, did, I saw it at the time and wondered whether it would be worthy of a DQ, but... I didn't see the result in the end. Yeah, they kind of she kind of pushed her way out. Yeah, I did think that the, the, the official line was something like it was moving out of the sprinter's line. But I mean, she obviously wanted to try and overtake. So how else are you going to do it? If there's someone in front of you, you've got to move out of the sprinter's line, right? So isn't that? So did they did they get her for moving out of the lane, or did they get her for moving back into the lane on top of somebody else? Well, she sort of. She moved. She tried pushing her way up, and then obviously was pushing quite a lot. And you know how it is; they kind of like go yeah. further than they intended. So pushed her almost up to the the Madison line, and then kind of like started to go round and down again. And it was a bit of a wobble. It did look a bit scary, but um, yeah, they, the the official line was like moving out of the sprinters' lane or something like that. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, but I did think oh, it was a bit. You don't want to completely neutralise Kieran's, do you? You want them a bit mental. And, and like you say, like, what else is she supposed to do there? Just take the loss, you know? Mm. Like... Um, I also thought Nicholas Paul in the Kieran was a bit weird. Because he, he kind of was at the front to start with. And then he, the bike swings off. This is the final, I think. He let himself go all the way to the back. Everyone overtook him. The instant he got to the back, he just boosted to go round the outside all the way to the front again. And then sort of ride it from the front for the last two and a bit laps or something. I just yeah, don't really know what the point I of that was. That. I was a bit confused, but whether he... Because everyone put in a surge and just came right over the top of him and he was just like, oh, okay, I'll keep going at the same speed. And yeah. Himself did at the back. Mm, interesting tactic. Felt like a waste of energy, but whatever. Um, yeah, what else, Russell? What was your any other notable points? Um, Matt Richardson's move in the Kieran final was mm. great. Everybody loves a loves a good sneaky sausage up the inside. You got to explain that. His own words. I know that was his, his own words, but what does it actually mean in real life? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, 
in terms of like fancy tech and stuff like that, did you spot anything? Lots of velo bike bunch bars and stems and stuff. There's velo bike everywhere. Yeah. At um, Nations Cups, it's really. I suppose it's a testament to the products that Glenn's producing. He's really found himself a niche. Mm. Um, I think I sent you a photo somewhere of that guy's. Uh, the the Dutch guy, uh, Jan Willem van Schip, who was riding the biggest bike I've ever seen with a head tube that was what twelve inches long or something. It was absolutely massive and a stem. It looked like it was over twenty centimeters. It was just giant. And then these bizarre handlebars. And he was, I, I again like like you were saying, Bella. I was watching it as this clip of him putting his hands on the top of the bars, and I watched it like four times. And I'm going, what the heck is he doing? How is that legal? Because it looked full on. Yeah, he, of... does, he does the full on puppy dog pause, eh? Yeah, but how um, is, that, very... is that? I thought that was not allowed. Or is that any road? I don't know, because yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not allowed on, on the road. But I thought it was a bit. Um, yeah. Dodge? A bit, it... a bit dodge. But lots of them do it, so it must be allowed. Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, it is proper puppy doors as well because his stem and his bike are so big. It's kind of like his hands are kind of right up under his nose almost. Very distinctive <laughs> so, style. So odd. Yeah. But he, I think he is the guy that, because, well, Wikipedia says he got knocked out, he got disqualified from a road race for using puppy paws and he's turned up with, like, bizarre handlebars to plenty of other races, it sounds like. But, yeah, that was something I spotted. Um and it's not really tech, but I thought the best, the funniest thing was in the the men's Madison, Portuguese team, right? Absolutely smoked it. It's a brilliant race. And the, they were obviously so happy at the end of it. It was really cool. Um, but one of them had like the long sleeved skin suit. The, the short sleeve one looks great. I'm a big fan of short sleeve skin suits. We may talk about why they're better than long sleeve. Anyway, the long sleeve one, it's like it has green from the, it's white down to the elbow, then green. And then he also had green track mitts on and it basically looked like he was wearing these like green marigolds, like washing up gloves. It just looked so funny. Um, and it was a real shame because his teammates outfit looked awesome. But yeah, he was riding along with these like green or like ladies gloves. You know what I mean? Like ladies gloves in fancy films have. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the only tech I spotted. But... <laughs> no, I'm not that um, savvy on the, the tech side of things. Anyway, I just think, oh, that looks nice. Wish I had that. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Might as well wrap it up, I think. Uh, any other points you want to raise? What are you looking forward to? What's next in track, anyway? Is it, is, it's basically World Champs, isn't it? There's no other international stuff. Yeah, World is the next thing. Should be good. Uh, we could well do a, another podcast on that see how this one goes the reception you guys are okay with that we can do it again that's like what six days of watching YouTube uh, live streams though <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> don't know if we can handle it yeah I'm sure my employer is going to be really pleased with me spending all my time watching that <laughs> well hang on you can definitely spot when you guys are working at home because the you know the forums are going it's like 10 o'clock and you guys are obviously watching the Flying 200 qualifying or something Posting times. Oh, look at that. He's done this. 
Well, there you go. Your, your employee is already sponsoring you, so you might as well continue. Yeah, it's, all right. it's all right. I'll just tell them I'm going on a really famous podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I was actually watching on my commute, so, you know, maximizing my time. Oh, very good. I cool. what the person sitting next to me thought about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Nice one, guys. We'll leave it there. Thanks for joining. And Thanks for having us. Yeah, we'll try it again sometime. Yeah, see you next time. Cool. See ya.